So, Jang, I had the misfortune of watching Man United get outplayed by FC Copenhagen, but I saw something really interesting happen. Oh, yeah? What did you see? Well, I saw something flying through the sky. What was it? A bird? Not quite, although his wingspan was majestic. Was it a plane? Also, no, but I'll give you a hint. It seems to be powered by jet engines. Oh, okay. I got it. You saw Superman. Well, basically, yeah. Yeah, I saw Harry Maguire himself heroically launching his slab of his slap of a forehead at the ball to give United the lead. I'll always remember that day. Yeah, there's no way you're forgetting that one. I'm Jayong. I'm Jacob, and welcome back to the FPL Fortress. All right, so should we kick things off with the Game Week 9 review? Well, let's uh, do it. Yeah, I think the first game we want to talk about is Man City 2, Brighton 1. Yeah, um, what did you make of it? Yeah, I mean, I think it seemed to be, you know, especially in the first half, a pretty comfortable game for City. I think, you know, especially after we got those first two goals, City do what they what they love to do, at least, you know, in the in these teams of late. And, you know, I mean, they they kind of just sit back. They allow some of the pressure to come to them. They try to find their opportunities on the break, and they they just kind of control the game both in and out of possession. But obviously, you know, towards the end, uh, Brighton threw a little bit of a wrench in that. Uh, I believe I think it was Antu Fadi that got the goal. Yep, about three quarters of the way through. Uh, that I think that gave Brighton a bit more of a foothold in the game. Yeah, and certainly after after the Akanji red card in stoppage time, it seemed like Brighton were threatening to to really get an equalizer but city held on yeah if you look at the the momentum chart on on fought mob very clearly city dominated the proceedings up until basically down to fatu goal and then it was a lot more even do you i feel like in the past we've talked about city's killer instinct and there have been periods of time where you've really just i guess seeing that in action you know whenever city go on that uh those famous like 15 15 game win streaks at the end of the season to wrap up the league um but then you know in other periods i feel like i don't know you're just in a bit of a maybe in a bit of a lull would, would be how i describe it in that you're not you're not quite clicking. You're not quite, like, I don't know, expressing the full extent of your prowess. Uh, do Do you feel like you're in one of those periods right now that it hasn't fully clicked yet? I think I think that's probably fair. I think that, I mean, we haven't completely been able to cope with losing all those key players uh, this past summer. I mean, Gundogan, Mares. I'm forgetting now, but there were at least a couple more, other, a couple others. Um, and I, I think you know, I mean, the new players we've got, you know, Doku, uh, Mateus Nunez, uh, I mean, they've they've, you know, done a good job of settling in, but it, it's not quite the same type of 
consistency and rhythm that we've come to expect from City. Mm. And I think, I, I certainly hope that Pep is going to keep integrating them and keep building and just find ways to you know, adapt to the, the new types of players he has, the new team he has. And I, I think when when that comes, and I think it will come, City are probably going to be back to the, the type of killer instinct team we know. But mm. it's not where they're at right now. Feels like... Feels like the Mares and Gundogan sales came out of nowhere. I mean, I think with Mares especially, there were a few rumors that he was planning on leaving. I think Gundogan certainly a bit more surprising, probably a more devastating loss as well. I mean, yeah. he was just so crucial to that trouble winning team. Uh but yeah, I mean, I th- I think it's not that City didn't plan well for their departures. I think, I mean, if you look at the types of, you know, the archetypes of the players they've brought in, it's it's definitely an emphasis on, like, ball carriers, which I think is the new type of team Pep wants to build, rather than passers in a way. Not that, you know, he doesn't still have a few of those with, you know, Rodri, uh, Foden, players like that. But I think he is trying to build a bit more of a direct team. And huh. I think, you know, I, I think certainly there's upside there, but it hasn't quite materialized yet. That's interesting. So do you think we're witnessing the transition period in like, I don't know, a, a market difference between um, just just a big transition period for Pep? I think it is definitely. Um, because, yeah, I mean, definitely losing and getting new players in is always a transition. And I think there's just a higher number of that than usual, but I think also definitely in the style. Of the yeah. players he got, and now the style that he, he wants to play, it is a little bit different. So absolutely, probably. Oh, I don't know. I think because in the early days with Sterling and Sane, it was really direct, right? And then I think after they left, you played more. Um, I don't know. It was more about not that it ever wasn't, but it was like more about intricate passing and like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Realish is really the epitome of that. You know. Right. I mean, I, I think. I think. City fans are often just really frustrated at his indirectness. Yeah. He always just seems to try to retain possession really instead of really taking players on. Mm-hmm. And I think Doku is is definitely a breath of fresh air in that respect. And that he's really willing to challenge fullbacks. He's willing to try to use his pace to to get in behind. And yeah. it it's in I guess in many ways it almost, you know, it's going back to what City used to have. But right. Do do you think Doku has supplanted Grealish? I mean, I think at the end of the day, they are just two different types of players. And if both of them are playing well, then he's just going to choose whichever one fits the tactics he wants best. Hmm. But I think the fact of the matter is Grealish isn't playing very well right now. Right. Doku really kind of has supplanted him. Yeah. You're also going to... Well, this is... I guess just a taste of what uh, a post Sabrina world is going to look like, right? Yeah, no, that's true. I, th- I think De Bruyne, he he was always. I mean, I I don't know what I can say about him that hasn't already been said, but he he was always the one that just roasted the occasion, the one that just pulled something out of his hat that just I mean made everyone say say wow, the one that you know, came up big in those big moments. 
and I think, you know, not not that the players that we have aren't good, but we're we're missing that one player who can just mm. you know create things, who can just do everything, who's right. just like truly world class. Yeah, yeah. Alvarez though has been slotting in. And- oh, he has, he has. But I, I think he's he's merely good instead of great, at least for city right. standards. Yeah, well, I no, I would say he's great, but not De Bruyne great. That's that's fair. I think De Bruyne is in a tier of his own. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we move on to uh, Chelsea Arsenal? Yeah. So, I think I think Chelsea choked it. Uh, it was, I mean, of course, we had a pretty. Pretty comfortable two known lead. Uh, and then, thanks to individual error from Robert Sanchez, allowed them to get back into it. And from then on, I think you could kind of tell that we didn't really have what it takes to, to hold on to that yeah. lead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you think something changed from, you know, taking that two known lead into surrendering it or just like, the way momentum shifted, a lack of confidence, or was it really like a lack of quality? Yeah, I probably all of the above. Um, I don't, I don't really think we outplayed Arsenal at all, really. And of course, we're not, you know, given our atrocious run of form, honestly throughout the entirety of 2023. I don't think we're used to being in a position where you have a 2-0 lead against a formidable team. So I think also it's really foreign territory, especially for a lot of these new players. So I think it's natural. But hopefully hopefully the boys will learn from this, learn from this experience. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, it's it's funny because I think last year especially, we kind of talked about Arsenal as being the, the inexperienced ones, you know, who needs to, to learn how to how to win these big games before you right. know, they could really, you know, take the next step. But right. I, th- I think it's, it's interesting that Chelsea now seems to be the one that, that needs to take that step. And it, I guess that implies Arsenal already has. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Arsenal are pro- like the second best team in the, in the league, I think. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think I know Spurs are in first right now, but I think Arsenal are probably at least you know, you know, the second biggest, if not arguably the biggest, the way City's playing right now. Yeah, threats to win the title. Yeah, but I think I mean definitely positives to be able to take from a Chelsea perspective. Uh, Palmer is honestly like really good he looks really good doesn't he yeah no i he definitely does i mean i think you know i'm I'm not i'm not not ready to say city made a mistake in selling him because you know i mean if he stayed at city i mean he wasn't really like i mean we've seen what he did at city and more to the point we haven't seen what he did in city because he's been there and he just can't break into the starting 11 yeah and you know, so I I I think you can definitely say Chelsea won, 
but I don't think you can say City lost yet. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And I think Chelsea is a good place for someone like Palmer to develop. Maybe he can, I don't know, take it upon himself to put a bit more of the the team's burden on his own back. And yeah, I, I think he just he just needs to get involved. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Mundrick, of course, getting on the score sheet again. Yeah. Uh, although by no means did he intend for that to be. Oh uh, no! Of course not. No. No, I, I still I still think he's not a very intelligent footballer slash doesn't really know the best choice to make in each moment. <sighs> yeah. Um, and also, I don't know, during international break, did you see his goal? For Ukraine? Yeah. No, no. Oh, it, it, was a, it was a long shot and he kind of just ran and decided to smack it from like 35 yards out and like i think it was it was just a hidden hope like he had no it's not someone like sun when when you see you know if you see him setting up from 35 yards out you know he fully intends everything and he's thought about it i don't know i i don't know why i'm going on this yeah i mean maybe maybe you're right that he still can improve on his decision making i think He's very talented, though, you know, otherwise. I, so. I mean, on the ball, you know, when he gets going, he's really an electric dribbler. You know, he's got so much pace. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, there, there definitely is something there. And I, I feel like now that the goals have started to come, I wouldn't be surprised if he can, you know, keep keep that form. But at the same time, yeah. you know, I mean, he struggled a lot. And I, I wouldn't be that surprised if that's kind of who he is. Yeah. I also think... Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. What what do I also think? Oh no. It's not gonna come to me. That's frustrating. Right. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do that. First two no full. Yeah. Yeah. Very you know, as as we alluded to earlier, Spurs have been on a very good run. Uh obviously this is the best the most points that any manager has gotten from their first nine games in charge in the Premier League, which is very impressive. And yep. they do look pretty good. Yep. Uh, let's see. In terms of specifics, I think we saw, I mean, once again, saw how clinical Sun is and how, I guess, I, how much of a heartbeat Madison functions as. In that Spurs team, I saw him yeah. dropping back a lot into the defense to just kind of recycle stuff and progress stuff. And I don't know if that's good in terms of FPL, but also, I mean, of course, you see him popping up in the box. Um, there was one instance where he clearly, well, I think someone nicked the ball off and Madison had it and he was in the box and he was like prepping to shoot and then Sun tried to have it. And they resulted in a miscommunication, and uh, Madison's shot got saved. But um, yeah, both both Son and Madison continuing to look like great options. Yeah, do you think we've reached the point where they're fixture proof? That's a good question. I who have they? They've played Liverpool. Have they played any other form? Oh, Arsenal as well. I don't know. What you think about United? But uh, 
Um, I, I kind of think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... I think they got that dog in them. Or at least they're... they're the puppy is growing up, is what I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their, their fixture run isn't overwhelming. There are certainly some good fixtures in there, some bad. But I, yeah. I definitely think that, at least for me, they're always going to be worth their price, no matter what run they have. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like... There's just a bit more team cohesion this year and just s like spirit as a whole, as a collective. Yeah. How, how, how much of that do you think has to do with Kane? Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> the, the last thing I want to imply is that is the notion that Kane was like bad or like parasitic or, you know. Yeah. Like, no, no, of course. But. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe w with his presence there, there was always like he was the main guy, and he didn't win any trophies. And maybe the rest of the team kind of feels in debt to him, or or feel, feels obligated to to do it for him, just because he's been such a phenomenal player for them. But now that he's gone, maybe the I guess I guess the weight potentially could have been lifted off the team and I mean it very much was the Harry Kane show. Yeah. It was there. For better or worse. Right. And right. you know, I mean I I you're you're definitely right. I don't I don't think we want to make it seem like Kane wasn't good first verse. But I think I, I think you can probably argue that combining Kane leaving with Postacoglu coming in, it it's almost just like a complete culture shift for Spurs. Yes, totally. And a complete tactical shift as well. So I I, th I think I think it's just a, a different team basically and this one happens to be better. Totally. A revamp, I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for our dilemma deliberations this time, we're going to do uh, something similar to what we did with Jacob's team in uh, in Game Week 8. Uh, he wildcarded in Game Week 8, and I have pressed the wildcard button going into Game Week 10. I honestly am kind of regretting it, uh, partially because, as we'll discuss, there are just so many dilemmas, so many, I guess binaries this or that so many contingencies if this happens then what if this doesn't happen then everything's different so i think what we'll do for this segment is just go through a couple of the the questions that i've been asking myself about this wild card yeah all right so do you want to introduce your team first yeah okay okay so <clears throat> sorry um I'm going to keep Holland, and it's going to be... Okay, I'll just read it out. Uh, tentatively, Holland, Alvarez, Watkins up top. In midfield, you have uh, Salah, Matoma, Bowen. I'll go, with, I'll go with version A, and we'll talk about the other version that's possible. Salah, Matoma, Bowen, uh, 
uh, Saka and Nakamba. And then in defense, you have uh, Poro, Simikas, Cash, um, Gabriel, and Taylor, 3.9. And then for goalies, Ariola and Turner. It's a solid team. Yeah. I, I guess the frustrating thing is just that you can't have everyone, which is obviously always the, the crisis of an FPL yeah, manager. Yeah. I, I think it's almost worse this year because you can have almost everyone. Right. And it, you're, you're like, you're trying to find a way to like fit everyone in. And I it's just like, it's, it's barely impossible. I think. So yeah. Versus years where like you have no chance of getting everyone in. So you really have to. Yeah. Pick and That's I actually, you're absolutely right there. You're absolutely right. Cause I'm just, yeah, no, no, you're, you're so right. Um, and you'll see, you know, I, it's like a matter of just being slightly short. So I have to sacrifice one player as a cash cow. And that's just, uh, anyway. So I guess my, my, my main question, okay, no, I, I decided to wildcard. I, I think low key because I had no way of getting in Watkins, like without kind of revamping or at least without like a hit. And, and I didn't like that. And also there are a couple of nice fixture swings. Dude, I don't know. That, like like talking about that now feels like it might not have been enough of a reason to wildcard. Do you have thoughts on that? I mean, I think... I, I don't really know when else you would have wildcarded. Well, like, you can always just save it until... No, you can. You can. But I feel like most of the time... Like that's not the the highest value, unless your team is just so well managed that like you never have issues. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I I think that it's it's definitely a very valid wild card. Okay. You know, I mean, you, you can get a player that you you know wouldn't have a way to get otherwise, really, and yeah. you know just kind of manipulate your team in other ways to set it up better for the future. So. Definitely makes sense. Okay, thank you. That that actually does make me feel better because I think we've mentioned this before, but I think FPL managers have this tendency to over-glorify, perhaps, the wild card because it seems like such a powerful special chip. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you still got to use it, you know? Yeah, and I feel like, like the... Let me, let me think about how to say this. Like, the power of the wild card is... Like it corresponds with like how badly your team has been managed. So if your team like doesn't need that much fixing, like ever, like you're never gonna get that much value from a wild card. But that's not right. like a bad thing. Okay. You know? Like yeah. like there's nothing wrong with using it to make like a few like concentrated upgrades mm. if yeah. you've never had any fires to put out really. That's a that's a great that's a very fresh, great perspective. I like that a lot. Yeah. Like I, I wildcarded two weeks ago because I thought my team really needed it. Mm. And I think you can definitely make the case that the wild card helped me a lot. But that was mm. also because my team was kind of in the gutter. It was like <laughs> three million rank. And Oof. if if you're doing better than that, like it, it's not going to be as powerful. But sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um yeah. Another thing was I already had Salah starting game week one. 
I guess, which is even less of a, but anyway, we're okay. So I've hit the wildcard button and I think perhaps, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know where to start. Should we start with how non-negotiable certain players are or, 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 or the sun question or these, these couple of, um, should we, should we, let's start the non-negotiables. All right. So, yeah, Holland. Yes or no? <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a tough question. I I think he's negotiable. I don't think that means you shouldn't have him. Yeah. Like like I understand that you can basically add him with every single other player you'd want if you don't have Holland. And honestly, that sounds pretty nice. But I I feel like <laughs> I feel like people overstate how bad the rest of your team would be if you have Holland. Because, mm. I mean, they make it sound like it's just Holland or everybody else. But it's it's really like Holland and most of the other people or all the other people you want. You know? Holland and most... Right, okay. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, if you don't have Holland, you can have Watkins, Alvarez, Saka, Salah, Son, Trippier, no problem. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, it's it's not like, you know, you'd probably lose like two of them maybe by getting Holland. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's five good players or however many versus Holland's and three good players. Yeah, so. Ugh, it's it's fine margins. I wish I wish there was a clear cut way that you could just compare those two paths but yeah yeah it's tough i guess i guess that's our job is to figure that out yep what was i gonna say oh yeah also i don't know just like he's still good you know as we saw today against against young boys yeah i mean it is young boys but yeah but he just has so much potential for actually that reminds me um in my european intellectual history since nietzsche class that i'm taking we just talked about sartre and and french existentialism recently and i was assigned a bit of of a passage from his uh from one of his works and it was it was like a it was like a defense of existentialism from its critiques and one of the points that it made was we shouldn't judge things by their potentiality as in like we don't admire we don't admire shakespeare because he could have written 50 more wonderful plays we admire shakespeare because of the x number of wonderful plays that he has written I don't know. I I felt like sharing that. So how how is this applicable? To- well, I don't know because because Holland has the potentiality any any week to to score a hat trick, but obviously we I don't know. I guess we do put some weight on that, which Sartre might vehemently oppose. Actually, but uh, the point is, Holland also has in fact scored a bunch of hat tricks and double digit hauls. And and that is the that is the uh, empirical evidence that we can draw upon to 
legitimize Holland as a fantastic FPL option that I will keep on my wild card, likely, maybe. So that's very, very conclusive. <laughs> All right, should we move on to Bowen? Sure. That, yeah, this was another player that I don't think I would have been able to get had it not been for a wild card. Uh, I don't know about non-negotiable. He's six goals, one assist in nine games. West Ham have a fantastic fixture run coming up. It has to be said. Um, I think, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if he's completely non-negotiable, but he's pretty close, honestly. Yeah, like like he is. He is seriously good. I mean. What six goals already, four XG, which is you know a bit of an overperformance, but still pretty decent. I mean, and that fixture run is so good. I mean, Everton, Brentford, Nottingham, Burnley, Palace, Spurs, Fulham, Wolves. That's just excellent, right? Uh, I mean, he's playing as a striker as well, isn't he? Well, no, he's still right wing. Antonio is still oh really up front for most games. I feel like he's been used up there at least a little bit though. I, I think it's Antonio and then on the wings, Bowen and uh, what's his face? Paqueta and then in the 10. It used to be Ward Prowse for a few weeks and now it's been Suchek and Ward Prowse has been occupying the Suchek position uh, in the deeper in midfield, which mm-hmm. is curious because people have been talking about Suchek as, a, as an enabler. Although I'm not convinced. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I mean, the one thing I might say is I think it's inevitable that Kudus is going to find his way into the team. Mm, yeah. And, I mean, he's a right winger, but I can't imagine it's at the expense of Bowen, which is why I could see Bowen going up top and then Kudus. Oh, going. yeah. Oh, that would be... That would be something. That would be good for everyone, I think. That would be fantastic. Yeah. and It hasn't I mean, happened yet, but we can dream. So Right. But also... Yeah, I guess I guess Bone up top, Kudus and Paqueta on the wings, Antonio moves to the bench. I think makes a lot of sense, honestly, and I don't know why he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I, you know, I I, I wouldn't quite call him non-negotiable. I I mean, I I don't really. Maybe non-negotiable is too strong of a word. Ah, uh, maybe. I I don't see. I don't think I've ever seen really a team where a, without Bowen is better than with Bowen. So. <laughs> yeah, well, fair. Maybe that means he's non-negotiable. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll go with maybe. Close to. And then we have Matoma, who, who I think is pretty much non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. He might be. Because... Fulham, Everton, Sheffield, Forest is is kind of nuts. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people keep saying, you know, he's a one-trick pony. People are going to figure him out. Yeah. But, I mean, they haven't yet. I mean, he had a bit of a dry spell at the end of last season, but, I mean, he's, yeah. been, good. he's been pretty good so far. Three goals, three assists. It's not yeah. incredible, but, you know, oh. you, you take that production in a pretty tough fixture run. And so yeah, it gets so much better now. So. Right, yeah. right, right. I was going to say nothing in the last three, but that includes Liverpool City and Villa, honestly, which is a tough fixture these days. So, yeah. Do you think he's at the risk of, of rotation with Europe? Uh, 
Not really, honestly. I mean, Brighton's been hit by at least a few injuries recently. I mean, March right. is out. Um, someone else as well, I think. Might be Welbeck. I'm not sure. Welbeck and Cizo as well. And C- yeah, and Cizo's been out for a little bit, but yeah. And I mean, obviously they have depth, but I think Matoma's really... I, I can't really see him being supplanted. Right. Well, he's a star man, isn't he? I think he has to be now. He is, yeah. 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 All right. Um, Trippier? Trippier is interesting. It's interesting because... I mean, if he if he plays like he's been playing these past few weeks, oh my god! I mean, what six goals, six six assists? I should say in four games. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, Newcastle fixtures aren't incredible anymore. I mean, Wolves, Arsenal, Bournemouth, Chelsea, United, Everton, Spurs. It's not great. Um, yeah, I feel like. I mean, obviously, he's not going to get. Six assists in four games anytime soon, but you know, he does. He'll, he'll get a few, I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's really just the price of it, isn't it? Right, because I mean, yeah. there yeah. are a good amount of solid, very solid options at the 4.5 to 5 range, mm. and so that's a significant upgrade for their head that you're missing out on. Makes it tough, totally. Yeah, I think. Trippier, I, I read this on Twitter somewhere. Uh, credit to whoever. Sorry, I can't remember. But um, he's indicative of what targeting good fixtures can do because you see all blanks in the first four. They played Villa, City, Liverpool, and Brighton. And then in the next five against Brentford, Sheffield, Burnley, West Ham, and Palace, um, he got, let me let me do some math here, 30, 40, uh, 52 points. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. testament to what fixtures can do for you. And I guess by that same logic, you see in the next five is Arsenal, Chelsea, and United, albeit all at home. But I still think, you know, that's if, if, if any conclusions are to be drawn from targeting fixtures, that's, Maybe a sign that it's not horrible to jump off of him for now, at least. But my, I don't know. I got him when he was, let's see, it was right after the Sheffield game. I got him at 6'5", and now he's 7. And I feel like not many people are going to sell. Hence, he's not going to really drop. Hence, when I inevitably want him back, it'll be at a much higher price. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'm sure you'll eventually want him back. But I don't know if it's worth keeping him to make your team worse just to right. not lose the price. Which which it's tough because, you know, you are losing price. Yeah. So I don't really know. But but yeah. It's it's so tough. I think I mean, I, I think of... he's negotiable for sure. But, yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. Out of everyone so far, at least. The most. I think he's the most, yeah. And then the last one I want to talk about um, is, is Watkins. Actually, no, there are a couple, like two more. But Watkins. 
he's 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 close to non-negotiable if not yeah. negotiable i mean that hurts to say because i don't have him yeah but i i i wish i did i mean i think his numbers are a little bit unsustainable but still i mean oh he's spearheading overperforming by a, a very good margin. attack good fixtures you know I mean, yeah even if he regresses a bit there's still a lot of room for good performance so yeah yeah, you see Luton, Forest, Fulham, Bournemouth in the next five is just juicy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean he he's he's going to do very well, I think. Yeah. But and so are so many other people, which makes it so tough. Right, right. And um Oh my god, I've done it again. I've forgotten what I was gonna say. Oh no! Take your time. It's uh well, the last thing we want is radio silence. Uh, what's going on? Oh, this is shocking! Uh, what's going on? What was I gonna say about Watkins? Was it even about Watkins? Should we just move on to the next person? Oh, maybe we should. Oh, that's twice already. We can we can oh, circle back. That's so. I'm bad. sure I'm sure it'll come to you at some point. You think so? I think it's. I'm it's sure it will. Steady. I I guess we have no choice but to plow ahead. Oh, it was like a decent point as well. All right. Anyway, uh, I think the last player, not even the last player, but this kind of, I guess, I don't even know. Uh, this this, a lot hinges on this, and it's the question of whether. I should keep Sun or get him out, probably for Saka or Martinelli. Yeah, yeah, that's it's tough because, I mean, what what do you think? Where are you standing on it right now? Right now, it's a matter of. <clears throat> I think right now it's a matter of uh, I want, I want Saka a bit more than Sun. <sighs> Is that because of the price at all? Or just because Saka is better, do you think? No, I don't think it's because of the price. But, I mean, that's convenient that he's cheaper. But I think fixtures-wise, Arsenal probably have it better than Spurs. At least in the medium term, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at Spurs' fixtures, it's it's really not bad at all. It's quite good, actually. Eh, It's okay. Palace, Chelsea, Wolves, Villa, City, West Ham, Newcastle. It's... Not as good as Arsenal's, certainly. Yeah, no, but but it's it's really it's really not bad, especially. I don't know. Well, okay, I'm just gonna toss out everything in my mind right now. I'm also thinking, it's been really annoying how Postacoglu has been taking Sun off before ninety minutes. It's it's just like, I'd rather he I'd rather have him. So, so he did. Yeah, that's that's true. But I'd rather have my nine point five million asset playing ninety minutes every game. Fair enough. And he's playing up top, and everything's gonna. He's on pens. Like he's a fantastic option. I mean, oh, do we know no. he's on pens? Because I don't think Spurs have gotten a pen yet. Oh really? Now at least not with Sun and both on the field. Surely. Pretty sure. Huh. I don't know. I think. Ooh. It's inevitable that he's gonna do well. 
it's just a matter of do I think he's who's going to do better between him and a and a Saka, and I don't really know, and that's why I'm so torn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a toss up, I think. And maybe that means just go Saka for price, but just Saka for price. But that doesn't, that's not satisfying. What, what do you mean that's not like, I don't know. I wish, I wish we could, you know, I, I wish I was going for one because I thought they were a better option, not just because. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, let me let me try something. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, okay. If I if I do like a, hold on. Do you want to fill up the the silence while I cook? What, what should I what should I say? I don't know. Uh, tell us a joke. Oh, so much pressure. I <laughs> I don't know any jokes off the top of my head like that. <laughs> it's got to be done. Oh, I'll, try, I'll try to think of something, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think <laughs> we might be best served moving on. It's all good. Okay. I think some something I could ostensibly do maybe is... Oh, I, I actually could do something like this. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. All right. So what I could do is, instead of Bowen, I got Saka. So my, my front three is Watkins, Alvarez, Holland. My midfield is Matoma, Salah, Sun, and Saka. Yeah. Managed to fit all that yeah. in at the expense of Bowen. And then in defense, uh, I'd have to get... Uh, it would be Gabriel, Timikas probably Pau Torres and another 4.5 and then my goalie is Areola. I mean it sounds pretty good. Wait, that sounds kind of good. So it's it's no trip here? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean that's quite similar to what my team's looking like right now. Really? I mean I guess Bowen over Saka. This is my team. And you don't have Watkins, right? Who's I don't have Watkins, yeah. <coughs> so I guess it's not that similar, but yeah, I, I guess the only thing is the defense is pretty light, but I don't know. I mean, my my light defense has been working out. I guess not compared to Trivier, but it's been returning. So yeah, and I, I feel like the light options are still pretty good. Yeah, like there are at I, least like four or five that I'm pretty happy with. Right, and we've always had good like four point five. Exactly. Yeah, this is. This is turning into a serious consideration. No, I mean, it's definitely an option. Yeah. For sure. Huh. Ooh. Okay. That that might... I'm going to think about that. But I guess another question I had is... Uh, Saka versus Martinelli. Um, and obviously, I think we can all agree that Saka in isolation versus Martinelli is... Saka is a much better option, but... Uh, you know, when it comes to the wild card, if I went with one of the previous options, uh, I guess um, an easy way of looking at it, the dilemma is, would you prefer the combo of Trippier and Martinelli or someone like Poro and Saka? 
Yeah, that's a good way to frame it, I think. I mean, I feel like my gut instinct would be Trippier Martinelli, but I feel like that's ignoring that Martinelli's just been bad. <laughs> like, like, I feel like in theory, that makes more sense. It feels like it's like two good assets versus one good asset and one like okay asset. But I feel like that's mm-hmm. also underselling Saka. So, I don't know. What do you think? I actually... I think Paro and Saka takes this by quite some margin, actually. No, I, 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 think, I think I agree. Yeah. But, huh. Yeah. Even though it feels like it should be the other way around. It really does. I don't think it is. No. That's interesting. I once again I will mull that over. Um all right. I guess one last question is Watkins versus Alvarez and I guess it's not so much a versus cuz I think Watkins is pretty non-negotiable. So I guess just a question of I guess how droppable is Alvarez or like yeah. to what extent can we use him as a cash cow? I mean, it feels like maybe maybe this is oversimplifying things, but I feel like people get Alvarez out. They just want to change something for the sake of changing it. Mm. I don't, I mean, I, I know like, I know the fixtures aren't that great, but I mean, he's Julian Alvarez. He's 7 million. I mean, there's no reason that he can't be a season keeper, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, as long as De Bruyne's out. I mean, I don't think he's going to the bench when the, once De Bruyne comes back. Yeah. You think I, I think he's earned be... a spot. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I yeah. think he's earned a spot. Certainly. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. It's happened again. I had something to say. I swear I did. It's just it's gone with the keeper. winds. Oh, my God. Today is not, not your day. day. Huh? Not my day. Alvarez, season keeper. Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez. I, we got to move on. I got to retire. I got to get some sleep. I don't know. It's all right. So do you, you're, you're planning on getting Alvarez right now? Or no? Uh, well, I have him. I have, ha- I have had him since right, a long right. time ago, which I'm so grateful for. Yeah. I, I got him a bit too late. but yeah. Well, maybe not. It's, I mean, he's uh, still doing well, but later than I could have, I think. What do you I still remember... That? You know, debating Foden and Alvarez, and I went Foden Ooh. back in like gaming four. Which ah, hurt. that's tough. Yeah, Foden has been. Uh, I don't know. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Like I, this was supposed to be, like his moment, like when De Bruyne went down, for him to like, be that that elite player, the game yeah. breaker, who's just like like a level above. But I mean, I know he has the talent, but it just hasn't been working for him. I don't know. That's. Really interesting. Yeah, in his last, uh, I guess I'm conveniently leaving out the game where he got a goal in 11 points, but in the last three, he's a grand total of 0.09 XG, which is dire. Yeah, it's not great, I guess. Very curious. Yeah. All right, I think we've reached... 
talking about it certainly has helped a lot. And I think, I don't know if I would have discovered this potential new solution with Saka and Sun had we not talked about it. Uh, I will think about weighing the importance of Bowen. Yeah, you but, should. I mean, yeah, I, I'll think about it. But thank you for that. I think that was helpful. Hopefully, you listeners out there also gained some uh, benefited, I guess, from the discussion around some of these dilemmas. Maybe you have some of these dilemmas as well. And uh, shall we move on to the captaincy segment? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. yeah. For once, for once, we have a couple options. of really, options. really solid options. Yeah. It's uncharted territory, really. Yeah. So let's. Who do we start with? I don't know. I don't know. Should we start with Holland? I feel Let's, like he's earned it. Okay. All right. United away. I mean, it's it's in theory it's not a great fixture, but like would you be surprised if he did well? <laughs> Surely not. I mean, you say in theory it's not a great fixture. I think it's a pretty good fixture. Even in even in theory. Yeah, it it just like I don't know. Like I still imagine that United aren't actually that bad. Even <laughs> though maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, but also it's either it's uh, you know what's gonna it's either gonna be a one nil United win with another Maguire bullet header, or it's gonna be like another six one. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. This is completely unhelpful, but it's like I would not be surprised if Holland gets a hat trick or if Holland blanks. Yeah. Like oh, I, sure. I really think anything can happen. Yeah. Hmm. So I think. Ooh, it's tricky. I mean, the the route is certainly open to go somewhere different this week, especially this week. So let's maybe we we can talk about some of the other options and then yeah. weigh them against Holland. Yeah. So Salah, I think, is the natural uh, other player to consider. I think so. Against I mean against Forest at home. Yeah, I I mean I do want to say I I think Forest aren't as bad as as some <clears throat> might imagine. I agree. I think I mean maybe maybe away they're a bit more susceptible, but they're they're. A fairly solid team, honestly. I mean, yeah. they're they're definitely not you know bottom feeders anymore. No, no. And if you look at their squad, it's well, I guess I only use out, but um, they've got some they've got some pretty good players. It's it's pretty deep, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, didn't they? I mean, they <laughs> we kind of commented how they bought like an obscene amount of players. Last year, and we didn't really make much of it, but now it's looking looking decent. Yeah, I mean, they basically revamped not even their starting eleven, the entire twenty six man roster. Yeah, they uh, which is ridiculous. Oh, they uh, they got Ibrahim Sangare, the the man that, for those of you who follow Tifo football, the man that Tifo football obsesses over. Is... Are you aware of this? No, I'm not. No, basically, Why yeah. 
yeah, no, basically Tifa Football has made a bunch of, well, they have a series called Sensible Transfers or like, or, or, just like, they, they really like him <laughs> and they have for the past couple of years. Is it paying off? Their support? I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, he's been all right. I can't say I pay that much attention to Forrest, but. Me neither, to be honest. Yeah. Chris Wood with a brace last week. Props to him. Yeah, yeah. Running I'm back. like the Kiwi of old that we used to know. Oh, what a guy. Uh, I, I still remember. Do you remember the, the penalty he scored at Anfield? I think that was the, like, maybe, oh, my God, it must have been, like, three years ago. That was when Liverpool were on their, like, 20-something game unbeaten streak at Anfield. Wasn't it, it like, 50? More than 20. Yeah, no, I think it was something crazy. Yeah. And then and, it, it was the first of, like, six in a row they lost there. Yep. yep. Ridiculous. Wow. That that was like lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But anyway, getting getting sidetracked here. Oh, but the the memories. Oof. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, yeah. All right. How do we feel about Salah once again against? I mean, I mean, we talked about non name Forest, but we also need to talk about Salah. I mean. He's, he's, I mean, it's funny because he hasn't even been playing that good, but he's still put up 16, 15 in his last two. <laughs> yeah. It's just what he does, honestly. He's just an output machine. He is. Yeah. And like, like he hasn't been playing that good, as you said, honestly. Like, if he doesn't get that um, last minute pen, I don't think he was in the bonus. It would have been like oh, an eight wasn't. pointer. It would have been eight points. Seven? No, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, fine, fine margins, fine margins. Yep. But I wouldn't have any trouble putting the armband on Salah. I don't think, but I don't think I will. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, right now I'm leaning towards it. Just how my team's looking. Really? And it's definitely more of a Salah play than a Nottingham Forest play. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll talk about some of the other options, some of which I don't have. Yeah, you know, okay. Which definitely opens up other opportunities. I think. Let's. I don't know. Well, we have Son, Saka, and Watkins left. Naturally, is some of the great options. Um, let's let's work backwards. Let's do let's do Watkins first. All right. Yeah, Luden at home. I mean, you could. Feasibly captain any attacker against Luton at home from any team. It's it's never an awful pick. Sorry, it, it's never an awful idea. No, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think I think you you are concerned with with the upside. I think because I mean, you you always want your captains to come from an elite attack. You know, I mean, right. you you just want the goal scoring environment to be yeah. to be fruitful, and I I don't think I can I quite feel the same way about Watkins as I do for you know the other ones from from the bigger clubs, mm. which is it always you know makes me hesitate a bit. But I mean, Villa have been playing well, Luton have not. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Oh, it does. Mm. And. I mean, 
He's blanked once this entire season. It's pretty good. It's pretty Which, good. I mean, is easy to say until he blanks twice and then three times, etc. But. Hasn't happened yet? No. I guess another thing is maybe against him is that he's a striker. And if you yep. were to deviate from Holland, I'd want it to be a midfielder, probably. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, it definitely is good process usually <laughs> to to be captaining midfielders just because, I mean, they just have more ways to get points. Yeah. But I, I think that that's more of a tiebreaker for me. And, you know, if, if a forward is, you know, just so much better than the midfield options, it's not prohibitive. Yeah. Um, I will say they have, Villa have accumulated uh, at least, pretty much at least 1.5 XG in all their games, except the one against Liverpool, in which Watkins blinked. Which is promising. Very, very promising. Yeah, yeah it is. And uh, if I take a look at Luton's, I don't even need to take a look at Luton's expected goals conceded, because it'll be ugly i'm sure i can give it to you right now it is 17.7 actually not the worst in the league what who's worse um burnley west ham oh my god fields and bournemouth that's news yeah i mean honestly i mean not to say luton are good but they're not as bad as people have expected i think i they haven't they haven't gotten boat raced really have they? Let's see. Or they're they're not getting boat race. Oh, you know, and I should say they've conceded. Wait, you're kind of right. They've they've they conceded four and then three and then onwards from that, no more than two. I don't know. I mean, that's, I think Villa could definitely break the trend. Not, yeah, but they're not actually that bad. No, that that is fascinating. That's fascinating. Well, I mean, well, I think this is a great segue to to Saka against Sheffield United at home, and and, and Sheffield, I should say, are very close to being the worst. They're at point three behind Bournemouth mm. for the for the lead. They're at twenty point seven against, which yeah. I believe comes out to two point three xG conceded per game. Not great. That's, that's very very bad. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Yeah, and they've also only put up seven point five XG, which is comfortably worse in the league. So yeah. there you go. But again, yeah. again, other than the eight 0 loss, they lost three one against Fulham. But other than that, no more than two goals conceded in a single game. Sheffield? Yeah. I mean they also lost eight 0 so it's true. It's true. Oh, it's tough. It's actually really tough. I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, should we keep talking about Saka and Sheffield then? Sure, sure. What have you got? What have you got for me? I mean, I think, I mean, we, we know Saka's a good asset. I think he's not quite on the same tier. Certainly not a solid. Probably not as Sun either in a, you know, in a one-off game, I would say. Hmm. Um, But, I mean... The one thing that concerns me is he just gives away penalties sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, I thought it was like like a joke at first, but it's happened like <laughs> multiple times now. 
it's it's like it's the point where it actually might like matter. I mean, well, he's given away two in the same game. I think that's what happened. But he he gave one away to Odegaard, didn't he? In the game week two. Oh, really? I believe he did. Yeah. Oh, maybe he did. Well, wow. would you look at that? He's a good Samaritan. That's he's not a good FPL asset then. Except he is. He's not. But I mean, he is. But I think no. The thing is. with the thing with uh, the thing with Saka and Watkins is I feel like they like defenders could be really occupied with them, which would make them worse options and make give uh, leave more space for the players around them. I mean, you say that, but they're also like the top scorers for their teams. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's that's a good rebuttal, honestly. Whereas, I don't know, whereas for someone like Sun, I feel like... Like, you'll never get locked down by an opposing center back. At least in my conception of him i don't know if that's erroneous. i mean i mean he has blanked before yep no he has i mean i i don't know <clears throat> I, I don't know if i'd say that exactly i mean i think he it's less likely than saka maybe uh-huh. but yeah i mean they are both good um i mean saka's fixture is better definitely Sheffield at home. I mean, that might be the best fixture in the game right now. Maybe. I also, I think the home fixture versus the away fixture matters. Yeah, I, I've come around on that, honestly. Uh-huh. It seems like something that shouldn't, you know. Like, like if you think about it, there's no reason that playing at home should make you that much better. No, I disagree. But like... I don't know. It's it's like these these are professional athletes. Like, shouldn't they be like immune to that? You know, shouldn't they be able to play through a hostile crowd? I, you know, here's a here's here's what I'll say. I will I will say. Ah, no, sadly not. I I will just say that I don't think Newcastle are winning four one at the Parc des Princes. No, I'm 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 not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying like it shouldn't matter. Mm. You know? <clears throat> like it, yeah. it doesn't really make sense that it's as big a deal as it is. Mm. And I feel like it is like a distinctly soccer phenomenon. Oh yeah? Like if I if I remember correctly, I, I think the average in other sports is like 52% win percentage for the home team. And at least it seems like it's significantly higher. So- or at least like the ratio is higher in soccer. Hmm. I think uh, in the AP statistics last year, we probably, I think we did some stuff about home advantage in basketball. And I don't remember the conclusions we drew yeah. from it. But... Let me, let me pull up some stats right now. All right. So, all right. Premier league. Home wins forty three percent, away wins thirty six percent. NFL okay. I mean it's it's been 
up and down. It's it's been anywhere from fifty one percent to fifty six percent. MLB fifty four percent to forty six, I guess. Uh, NBA, ooh, NBA sixty two percent. So that's a bit of an outlier, actually. Mm. And NHL, ooh, fifty nine percent. So maybe it's about the same, actually. But, <laughs> I don't know. But it, it definitely, it, it it does matter, obviously. But yeah, do you know what I mean? That like, there's no real reason that it should matter. I I you know usually I feel like we're on the same page. I'm not on the same page as you. Like, I totally get why I would have a marked difference. Just like having like like I get that like, I'm not I'm not saying having that tens of thousands of people cheer you on is like. It wouldn't like be meaningful to you personally, but like, I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> uh, I, there's no reason the crowd should matter that much. Might even, well, we'd be getting into, I don't know, psychology and the subconscious. By extension, Freud? Question mark? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but. I don't know, even just knowing that you're away from home and knowing that most of the crowd, most of the stadium is against you and booing. Don't you think that could like inspire people to like <sighs> stick it to the fans? I don't know. Mm. I mean, I, I guess there also is the issue of like the travel, not sleep in your own bed, different routine, oh, yeah. all that. Mm. And that, that probably is part of it. It's yeah. not just the crowd. Oh. But still, like, <laughs> they should be used to it. They should be able to adapt. You go tell him that, Jacob. You go tell him that. I will. You go knock on uh, whoever's door and disturb their sleep even more and hinder their performance the next day even more. (laughs) They should be able to adapt. Mm. Set off fireworks outside the hotel. Now we're talking. Block the team bus. Possibilities, man. (laughs) Possibilities. Flood the stadium by some mysterious means? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> give your give the home team a bit of an advantage, I guess. Yeah, would. All, all right. With with all that being said, let's let's give the listeners a yeah a list of yeah preferences. Okay. Oh, this is this is tricky. This is tricky. I think. I usually defer to how good the player is. Okay. So I, I think I think I'm going Salah, Saka, Holland's son, Watkins. Ooh. I'm more of a I'm more of a Saka, Salah, Watkins, Holland's son type of guy. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But no matter what, what I can definitively tell you is that the one I choose will blank and all the others will do great. That's how it goes, isn't it? I mean, there is. all, all five of them could blank. All five of them could haul. <laughs> could bang, yeah. 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 We'll just have to see what happens. <laughs> 
this, this is this is what makes the game fun, isn't it? Well, I, yeah. No, totally. This is what it's all about. It's so much totally. better than just auto captaining Holland's every game. Yeah. No, we we have been complaining about that for quite some time, and here's the perfect opportunity to subvert the norm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up this week's episode of the FPL Fortress. Uh, I think it was it was. A lot of fun, really interesting to talk about, you know, these individual dilemmas on the wild card. And hopefully that was, you know, really illuminating to you, Jayang, and to all of our listeners out there. I think it's, you know, when we, we talk about, you know, here are all these players you could think about, you know, that's one thing. But when we really get into the, the, the nitty gritty, the comparisons, the opportunity cost situations, mm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh God. I oh, don't, I don't want to think about I, I I don't want to think about no 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 don't worry. Um it's already been three strikes. I'm already out. Don't worry. Uh no, I was just gonna say I, I really do not want to be reminded of economics right now because my uh, introductory microeconomics class, I'm not enjoying that very much. Yeah. Why not? It's it's just I just can't get excited about it. It's a lecture hall of like, I don't know, 400 people. The lecturer is pretty old. He tries to be engaging. I appreciate the effort, but uh, there's just so much copying of graphs and curves of all sorts and so many formulas. And it's maybe, like, maybe if they used FPL players as examples. Yeah, would be a bit more entertaining. I, it would be. They got to revamp the course. They need a wild card. They do. They do. Oh my god! They need a a new manager. Bounce is what they need. At the very least, a free hit. But I totally, totally, totally. Well, yeah. Um, I digress. I think I had a lot of fun. In this episode, I think. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think that the tangents that we went on were. <clears throat> I'm searching for a word. Help me out. Entertaining. Entertaining, sure. Yeah. Enlightening. Only the above, yes. Uh, and I, I mean, in terms of FPL, I actually I found this super helpful, and. I don't know. Is is there anything else to say? Except hope everyone has a big green arrow. Yeah. Well. Well. I, well I gotta be the one saying it. Well. But, well. Uh, you're asking me. <laughs> I mean, do you do you want to do it this time? No. 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 I'm. I'm just suggesting that we right. throw that out there. All right. Well, I will happily and humbly accept your suggestion and. Uh, conclude with wishing everyone a healthy green arrow.